Hello, this is Giovanni here at Fraptus and uh, welcome to the first episode of what I hope will be a long series of videos. Uh, today I will have a conversation with a guest, with a musician that uses the modular synthesizer, uses Fraptus module, and uh, we will discuss their approach towards this kind of instruments and the way they make their music. Throughout the video we will also see one patch made by them specifically to demonstrate uh, their ideas and uh, we will break the patch down and discuss uh, its uh, implications and applications. At the end of the video we will meet again but in Fraptools studio where I will try to incorporate what they said into a Frapp only setup. So today's guest is an Italian musician, his name is Francesco Gennari and he recently released an album for Important Records. Hi Francesco, thanks for joining Hi, us. So from the short bio I see on the Imprex site, I see that you are uh, classically trained, but uh, your background has a much wider span from uh, noise punk and uh, DIY instruments. So uh, the, the, that bio is quite, uh, is quite short. So I mean, if you want to add anything, uh, it would be nice to know more about your musical style and your musical journey. Yes, I start when I was seven years old uh, playing piano and later um, I, I started studying in conservatory of Brescia in my city. Um, besides that uh, I always uh, playing other instruments uh, so I play guitar, I play bass, uh, and um, I play them in a band with uh, with few friends. But um, also the the genre that uh, that we do is different. Uh, we do some some punk. Uh, at that time we listen a lot. Um, uh, a lot of hardcore punk like Bad Brains, uh, Minor Freak, uh, ah, Black I Flag. See. Um, I see. And later, I I start play uh, bass in another band uh, with uh, with a couple of my friends, and uh, we play some sort of noise uh, so it's the first uh, the first time um, that I use a lot of effect uh, like uh, distortion delay fuzz and oh, I see. Um, and I and I try for the first time some uh, some synth so it was the your journey as a bass player that led you to synthesizer rather than uh, coming from the piano. Yes, yes. And would you like to also tell me how you discovered the modular synthesizer and what led you to uh, seek for this kind of instrument? Well, um, 
The, the first uh, uh, proper synthesizer that I own is a microcorg. Uh, when I was uh, 17, uh, I broke both of my knees skateboarding, uh, mm -hmm. so I've got a lot of free time. And, uh, and, I, and I bought this uh, microcorg that... Um, that um, helped me to, to expand my knowledge in the synthesis. Um, later, uh, I started using pure data. Ah. Um, so um, I'm using it because um, I, I own the organelle and mm -hmm. I try to, to do some patches for it. Uh, the the modular system uh, in uh, in the pure data uh, and, the, and and my interest for uh, and my interesting for for the hardware instrument uh, lead me to to the modular synthesizer. Uh, okay. Thanks also to uh, thanks also to one of my friends that uh, build and uh, and use uh, modular synth. I see. So it was a sort of natural expansion of uh, the the digital modular environment that you discovered through the organelle. Yes. Uh, would you like to uh, talk a bit about your album? I reckon that the modular synthesizer plays a huge role in that uh, in that album. That I will say that again is out for important records. Perhaps I will link to that in the description of the video so that anyone can listen to that. And uh, mm, I was particularly curious about your setup for that kind of uh, um, album that had a very um, Melodic, not to use an uh, overused uh, term, but it had a very melodic connotation, since, especially since we just talk about harsh noise punk, uh, <laughs> your harsh noise punk background. So, yes. yeah, I would like to hear more about uh, the, uh, your setup, so also your technical uh, description of what you use to make that album, but also, if we have time, um, to hear a bit about uh, your ideas behind the work. Frammenti was made um, entirely with the modular. Um, I use only uh, a couple of other uh, synthesizers, but uh, the main instrument is my, my system and a couple of effects. Um, so I was curious to hear about um, the reason behind the modular synthesizer for such a mm, harmony-centered kind of work. Uh, because oftentimes uh, people tend to say um, if your focus is polyphony, if your focus is uh, a deep harmonic texture, the modular synthesizer might be a bit uh, uh, overkill or a bit cumbersome to handle multiple voices. And um, it's... Oftentimes, it is regarded more as an instrument for sound design rather than for uh, complex orchestrations. So I would like to know what is your 
um, point of view um, on that? Yes, uh, my my approach to modular um, it's uh, really melodic and harmonic because I when I write when I compose I I start from a melodic line or a melodic phrase. Um, so basically, your first idea is uh, a melody most of the time. Okay, yes. is that right? Okay. Yes. So you're not the kind of patcher that finds the music out when playing, or does that happen as well? Maybe sometimes, but it's more about the variation of ah, okay. the, the okay. melody that you wrote. Yes. Okay, I see. That's very interesting. So you always uh, turn on your modular with already a melodic idea in mind. Yes, in mind okay. on the or um, in in my hands because I mm. I played or I I came up with uh, while I'm playing the piano. Uh, mm. So I write it down in a sketchbook and later I transcribe it uh, to Tusta. Okay, so that is quite interesting. I would, I would have asked this question later on, but since you brought up the, the, the topic, I think it's worth diving a little bit more. Actually, it's a bit of two questions. Uh, the first one is uh, what would have been how your uh, classical training influenced your uh, compositional approach towards the modular. And to me, it seems that... Um, the composition still takes place in, uh, in, the, in the piano world and then it is somehow transferred to the modular synthesizer. Did I get it right? Yes, correct. I, I think that, um, of course, my classical background influenced the way I, I see the music, I write music, and um, the most um, important influence I think it's in the melodic, the importance that I attribute to the melodic element. Mm. So um, I prefer to write different uh, melodies, like in a counterpointic way. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, make the two melodies interact uh, between uh, each other. A few masters of counterpoint are capable of uh, uh, creating great music that you don't necessarily need to understand in order to enjoy it. And uh, I think that um, many tracks of your album kind of reflect this approach. I, I, my first impression was that, yes, the music is good, the melodic element is upfront and it's recognizable and it's enjoyable. But uh, if you want to listen to a track a second time and you want to listen to it in a more a vertical way, you can find some, uh, some uh, clever tricks that seem to draw from, from counterpoint. And uh, if you want to um, talk a bit about uh, a, 
maybe with a few examples of how the um, counterpointistic uh, mindset help you sketching out a patch? Yes, um, the, the first stuff is that, um, as you say uh, previously, um, the modular is primarily uh, monophonic. So um, the, there are um, a separation um, between every voice uh, in, in the modular. I use, uh, um, usually I, I use from three to five voices um, in my tracks and some of them um, got also um, some layers on it. Um, it's a, some kind of texture, it seems, like like the combination of horizontal and vertical. Uh, yes. Uh, in order, some something like that. Yes, of course. And uh, with um, with this uh, intersection of the mm. of the voice, uh, you can see more clearly uh, the the harmonic element of uh, mm. of the truck. So it's like it's as if the 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 counterpoint a counterpointistic approach is transferred also to the timber side when you talked about layers. So it's yes. a sort of, I mean, I don't know if the if it's the correct uh, uh, comparison, but it seems that also reminds me of the approach of the uh, serialists where you, you treat the sequence of uh, timbers or sequence of other musical parameters rather than pitch as a, um, a musical element. Is that somehow correct? Yes, yes, of course. The, the timber is one of the, uh, the, the most important element for, uh, for me um, and is one of the sequencing part of, uh, of the track, of the pattern. So as the, as the notes in the, in the melodic line, in the voice, uh, also the timbre got some type of sequencing, uh, sometime uh, completely intentionally, and mm -hmm. uh, some other with uh, some random modulation, mm. some tamed random modulation. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of uh, what is your approach towards randomization? Since we brought up this very hot topic for modular yes. players, I um, I use Sapel as mm. a random source, and mm -hmm. um, I clock each channel of Sapel mm. with. Uh, um, two different gate output of USTA. Uh, so these two output is some subdivision of the master clock or uh, uh, sometimes I create a rhythmic pattern that mm. clock the disappear section. Mm. And, um, and all the output, uh, like uh, the, the sample and all the um, can can for example um, modify the the waveform of the oscillator mm. or the or the amount of uh, folding of the wave multiplier or mm. something like that 
So even though there is a, a timbral kind of uh, randomness, randomization, the you somehow hold everything together through a sort of uh, uh, rhythmic uh, uh, element. Uh, you give you through the rhythmic consistency of the piece. You are able to tame in that sense the randomization. Yes, uh, it's important for me uh, having everything uh, under the control of uh, some some type of brain. In, in mm -hmm. this case, uh, Usta is the brain of uh, the the modular. So um, every clock, every impulse, every uh, every gate, um, it's an element that. Uh, um, that is important for the truck. Mm. What was your uh, main idea behind the whole album? Is Was there a sort of uh, um, common ground that where you, you know, a sort of concept, let's say, behind the whole album, or was it more a sort of uh, collection of pieces you wrote uh, throughout a span, a span of time? I think that um, the main concept of Framenti um, mm. is um, it's that every, every track um, is a little piece uh, of a journey, um, a musical journey, um, uh, a sonic journey, that um, every time you, um, you change uh, from one track to another, you listen to something different, mm. but with um, recognizable elements. Uh, mm. For example, uh, I try to um, use the, um, the same timbre of, uh, of one voice mm. uh, for, for, for every track. So, for yeah. example, the first voice is similar, is not the same, but mm -hmm. in three, four track, is like the the same uh, the same chain uh, mm. with different element, as I said, but um, but is similar, so is recognizable, and mm. I think it's important um, that every voice is every voice is um, um, have to be uh, different from each other. Mm -hmm. in timber because uh, when you when you have a lot of voice stuck um, mm. one uh, one by one uh, you can follow the second voice you can follow the bass you can follow um, all the path uh, in in the truck okay so francesco i know that you have already prepared a patch to demonstrate those uh, concepts and uh, um, i think that we can listen to that first and then we can hear your uh, patch breakdown and then we will meet again to discuss uh, the patch
there are three voice that are sequenced by Usta. The first one uh, is sequenced by the truck one. The CVA goes into the volt per octave plus portamento of the NTO. The SO goes in the second channel of the wave multiplier because I really like the flavor of the folding on a SO wave. And then goes into the Dopfer Lopas gate and sounds like this. The CVA of the truck number two goes into the disting in oscillator mode that goes into the SEM VCF and this is the bass voice and sounds like this. Yes, it's pretty boring alone. The gate A output of the second track is the clock for the um, main delay that I used, that is the Strymon timeline. And the CVB output goes into the CVA input of Fusta for pitch shifting the, um, the first, uh, the first uh, sequence, the first voice. The track number three control the piston onda. The CVA goes into the slew input of Falistri for some gliding and the output goes into the, the oscillator. Um, then the output A of the piston onda goes into the dual low pass gate, uh, passive low pass gate of TACAB and sounds like this. All the voices have different layers in addition to the main one. For example, for the first voice I added two more layers for uh, creating some rhythmic and panning effect. Sapel creates some tamed random signal that I use for create some movement in the patch. Um, the two section is clocked to the first two track of Usta, uh, the gate B of the first track and the gate B of the second track. And I'm using it for CV control, the fold section of the wave multiplier or the FM amount be between the two oscillator of the piston onda or the cutoff of the low pass gate um, of the first voice. 
the first voice, for example, um, is um, is divided in two parts. the The first one is the more per percussive um, mm -hmm. that you can hear in the in the track, and the second one is created by um, open up the the Lopez gate. Mm. Uh, with um, with the sample and old output of of Sopel, one mm -hmm. channel of Sopel, and uh, so the other elements, other uh, the other notes that is hide by the the, the closing Lopas gate uh, can be revealed with with this opening. Ah, I see. So you have a. Uh, uh complex melodic line and through the gates on or off you select which notes do play of that so you are actually hiding multiple melodies within a single oscillator is that yes. correct yes ah that's very clever that's very clever so basically this allows you to also switch if you want from one melody to another by changing the gate pattern theoretically at least yes yes I see. You can do this. And you can also blend, define which the, the amount of uh, voice A versus voice B. That is, uh, that's very nice. And uh, so uh, this was like the, the, the first voice, you say, the one that plays with the NTO. Yes. Yes. And what, what, what about the other two? Since you said there are three I mean, this is quite, uh, I'm, I'm a bit uh, confused, honestly, because I, I no, no. If you are talking about voices, as if, uh, like in theory, and or actual voices, like actual sound sources, actual sound sources, and okay. also the, the because now you have actually hidden two voices within one oscillator. So yes, but is uh, is only one voice because um, at some time you can hear the whole melody line. Mm. Um, ah, yeah, and so is only some element is like having um, a, a, a voice with some variation of it. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, is some other notes. Mm -hmm. So the bass seems to play long sustained notes, right? Yes. Uh, which is something that can be found also in other tracks of yours. You have this very mellow bass tone that provides a sort of uh, it's almost like a pedal kind of kind of yes. sound it, mm, it's always um, so foot uh, so tooth that mm -hmm. goes into a, a filter and mm -hmm. it's uh, and and that's it okay there is some variation on the on the cutoff of the filter mm -hmm. but it's uh, a, a little variation. Mm -hmm, of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't and the, the 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 second voice is mm, kind of responding to the first one. What is its role behind in, in the in the in the composition? The the third voice um, entering later in the track uh, mm. and uh, it is. Uh, like a response to to the first one, but uh, there is not thematic element in common. Uh, there are different um, different um, 
rhythmic pattern, different melody and uh, and different different structure of the of the melodic line. Okay, so it's somehow what you were saying uh, at the beginning of the of this conversation when you say you'd like to start with two melodies sometimes and then see how they can interact with each other. Yes. So they they are somehow both uh, they have more or less the same weight and the the, the same the same role in in a way. Uh, let's talk a bit about uh, um, Usta and Falistri, and uh, of course we already talked about Sapel. But um, would you like to uh, tell a bit about the role Usta plays in in your music? Well, Usta is the main brain of my modular, mm. uh, so uh, is the the main and the only sequencer, and. As I as I said, I transcribe some melody to Chusta uh, mm -hmm. while I I composing, um, but it, it happened also to adding some variation in time or in pitch um, mm -hmm. to to this melody, and um, and um, and is and Usta is also the main clock of all the system uh, because um, I, I clock uh, the, the sapel, I clock uh, with, with the gate uh, the envelope uh, on Falistri, mm -hmm. I clock the delay line, I, I use uh, different delay lines um, mm -hmm. like two ping pong delay lines mm -hmm. and uh, uh, one one other uh, one other uh, delay, and I clock everything with uh, with Fusta. Uh, it, it's not the main clock. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe some division. Maybe mm -hmm. is uh, is a rhythmic pattern. But uh, I use it like that. Mm. I see, because uh, one thing that strikes me about your your songs and also about this patch here that we are discussing is that uh, every every note has you can see that everything has a rhythm, but you can feel the rhythm of a note in relation to the previous one and the following one. But it's harder to me to grasp a global rhythm because it's uh, almost ever-changing and uh, it's when, when you feel like you say, okay, now this is in three, then there is something that is not quite in three and leads you elsewhere. So I would like to uh, talk a bit about your approach to this kind of... Can we talk about polyrhythm in this case? Yes, of and, course. Uh, how do you achieve it on the modular? Is it more on the Usta or is it more with the delay in the style of, let's say, Caterina Barbieri? It's both of them. Because um, uh, I, I think that it's, um, uh, for me, I'm comfortable to uh, do different 
uh, rhythmic section on the usta uh, because I can clearly see the length of a stage and uh, I can also apply some ratcheting on this uh, on the gate out output so um, it's uh, more easier for me to see a, a polyrhythmic pattern uh, while I'm writing with Fusta. Uh, but of course, I, I'm using different delay lines uh, for help me to create this sense of uh, non-stable rhythm. And uh, since you talked about the, the visual feedback of the Usta, I would like to know uh, how do you find its uh, way of uh, uh, writing music as someone who starts with a score first and foremost? Uh, do you take advantage of the composition mode where with the asynchronous editing, or I mean, how do you approach the Usta from a classical musician standpoint? Yes, um, I'm. I'm using compos composition mode for mm. uh, for transcribe uh, the 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 pattern that I write mm. outside the modular, and um, I think uh, that the the number of output, the number of channel that you have per per track, so mm. the four output. The four output um, help um, help me to achieve a more complex uh, sound and a more complex chain. Um, mm. So uh, I I really enjoy using using it uh, for performing and uh, writing. Okay. I see, because it's funny because the, the, the composition mode actually came in, I mean, the asynchronous editing where you can scan your melodic line actually came up at quite a later stage in the development. I don't know if you uh, know the backstory on that, but uh, the Usta didn't have that originally. And uh, I remember that I was uh, uh, testing the, the, the prototype and um, I said, uh, well, I will start the testing with a four-part fugue by Bach, because if it does that, then everything else is more or less in place. And then I found it was very hard to uh, write uh, a melody with the sequencer that keeps spinning. And I said to Simone, is there a way to edit the stages in a more relaxed way? I mean, not within the 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 performance but before and that's how it came up so i'm quite glad that someone who is so focused on on counterpoint actually takes advantage of this feature <laughs> yes yes it's it's really useful and uh, and and help a lot uh, to yeah because there are write. many different approaches because uh, for example simone is someone who try who is more uh, writes the melody as the sequencer goes and uh, i'm sure that many musicians do that perhaps those who are more into you know the uh, variation of a pattern and uh, this kind of thing and uh, I, I think that yeah it is important that uh, to uh, um, satisfy both approaches, but 
still uh, staying consistent with the, with the device. Okay, Francesco, so we talked about the USTA, we talked about Sapel, uh, but you also mentioned Falistri. So I would like to ask uh, uh, how you use it in your... In, we, we saw how you used it in this patch, but more in general, I would like to know if there is uh, other approaches you have towards this module, which is not um, a single-purpose module. Um, I use Falistri as an uh, oscillator, Sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, mm. so one section, um, I, I, I speed it up to uh, um, audio rate, audio rate, mm. and uh, and the second channel I use every time as a envelope, as mm. a heady envelope. Um, I also use the the flip flop section as mm. a. Um, uh, clock divider and one trick that I um, that I find interesting is to take the less than or more than clock output of uh, Sapel mm. and um, put in in the input of uh, of the of one channel of the uh, flip-flop uh, section and then I use one the the, the sub the division of uh, that clock for uh, clocking my one of my delay line. Ah, nice. So it's a random, randomized gate that yes. is like half the impulses. So you're using the flip-flop as a, a, for its logic function. I mean, you take two raising edges to change the state up or down. Okay, so Francesco, I see that you have an um, Asher print on, in the background, and uh, it's not the first time that uh, Asher and Counterpoint are uh, often put together. So I'm thinking about the Hofstadter book about Gödel, Asher, and Bach. Bach. And uh, I would like to know if uh, that's, that works also for you. I mean, if that artist is a, somehow a sort of inspiration for the way you handle your melodies. Uh, yes, of course, is one of my favorite visual artists, and uh, Gödel Scherbach um, is uh, the book that I use in the fifth grade of uh, high school for mm. uh, for doing uh, my my exam, my final exam. Really? Uh, yes. That's a bit, I mean that, that couldn't have been a coincidence seeing the the Gödel uh, printing in the background. So just wanted to make sure of that. Okay, so one final question. We mentioned we we talked about the modules that you have. You also told me that you have the two utilities, the three two one and the three two three. But I would like to ask if you could choose the next Fraptools module, the one, one that doesn't exist, and uh, what would it be? I'd like to see a module mm -hmm. uh, like a wave folder. Um, mm -hmm. the, the wave folder section of Branso, for example, mm -hmm. but in a separate module. Okay. And how would you 
see such a such a tool how do you already use a wave folder in your in your patch because you do have like uh, quite complex voices already it seems so how do you incorporate the wave folder and what kind of feature would you expect from a standalone wave folder for example multiple channels or a peculiar rou internal routing stuff like that um, multiple channel, I think, is one feature that I'd like to see mm. uh, for a, a wave folder. Um, maybe also multiple input for it. Uh, mm. So mm. you can multiply and do some uh, AM uh, with uh, the, the two input of mm. the channel and, uh, and the section for, for the folding. So, kind of a complex uh, tool for amplitude management, something like that. Yes. yes. And how do you use the uh, uh, wave folder? You mentioned earlier in your setup you have the surge one, the wave multiplier. And uh, how do you use it in, with voices that are maybe already complex by themselves? Um, for, for example, um, the, uh, I use it um, in one of the voice chain, the, the primary vo voice chain, um, and I take one uh, one output of the of the oscillator, uh, for example, the the sawtooth or the or the sine, but I I tend to to use the the sawtooth the the sawtooth. And um, and I fold it before um, before the Lopas gate. Um, in other situation, I use I use it like a distortion. So at the end of the of the of the chain of one voice of one or uh, one layer of the voice i i use one channel as uh, as distort as distortion for for it so yeah thank you very much francesco for staying with us and for the very interesting conversation uh i remind that the your album fragment is out for important records both as digital download and cassette tape i will put the link in the description and um yeah uh, thank you again for for joining us and we will see you soon thank you for having me goodbye francesco bye bye Okay, we are back at Fraptools Studio and uh, this is my patch inspired by uh, Francesco's ideas. We will hear it and then I will break it down.
Okay, so in this patch I have my sequence number one, which plays something like this. I use the trick of Francesco to have a very uh, displaced melody, which is spans across three octaves, and by using the gates it kind of fakes more voices. And uh, on track two I have the steady bass that I have sorted straight into the kunsa. And on track three, I have another melody. Uh, instead of having a repeatable pattern of gates, I choose to play with the gate variations. So I set my stages to of tracks three and one with, with the two melodies to have a two uh, gate length. And then I set the variation index to half, so they have a 50% probability to change and the index to 2 so they might be anything between 0 and 4 which causes some unexpected pauses to have this kind of bouncy rhythm and I also played with a delay to emphasize this uh, kind of bouncy rhythm and I used the same bass line duplicated on CVB of track 2 in pitch mode as a pitch shifting tool that enters later on in the patch while still staying in the Aeolian mode. Something that I didn't do could have been using my CVB of track 1 to for example change the timber through the wave folder. which adds even more texture. And I think that we can cap it here for today's video. I hope you found this uh, chat inspiring as much as I did. And I hope that these tips and approaches might be useful for your modular compositions. That's all for now and I will see you next time.